Hey, it's Shastin Rains, and welcome to Crosswalk Church. You're listening to Today's Presence, a podcast in which Pastor Tim hosts conversations about culture, daily life, and what the scriptures have to say. We desire to bring you encouragement and hope during this time. So once you finish this podcast, make sure to visit crosswalkvillage.com to find more information about our church and additional resources from our pastoral team. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for showing up for the next podcast. We're still here with Alex Bryan. We're going to be talking about a couple different topics. This is Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim on today's Presence Podcast. Hello. Uh, Everyone. That was my fault. I didn't give you space. I thought you did. I thought that was your space. No, I was breathing in. Well, breathing, that's space. <laughs> no, no, that's life, Sam. I have to breathe. Enough, enough for me to interrupt it to say my, my hellos. Hello, everyone. Um, Welcome back. Listen, we just want to thank you guys for coming back and engaging in this conversation. We'd love to hear what you have to say, podcast at crosswalkvillage.com. But we want to jump right back in. Our last one was a little bit longer with Alex Bryan. We don't have as much time because apparently we have to go to work at real jobs um, later on today. So we're going to jump right back in. And Sam, you've got a topic that you want to uh, address. Let's talk about church, Alex. I know this is your great passion. One of them. I should say one of your great passions. Um, our guest today, by the way, if you have not listened to the previous podcast, is our friend, our colleague, um, and my boss, Alex Bryan, uh, who has been a pastor, um, he's been an educator, he's been a <coughs> university administrator, he's, uh, and now he's in uh, healthcare, pastoring in healthcare, um, and overseeing the work of mission. So, Alex, but church, church has been the thing you've devoted your the majority of your life to, uh, to thinking about church. You love the church. The one of the reasons why we, you co-founded the, the one project is because of your great love for Jesus and the church of Jesus. So um, let's, let's reflect some on the state of the church. And when I say the church, I mean our beloved tribe. Um, so we can focus it a little today. And um, maybe the future, what's what you see in the future, maybe your, your hopes for the future, uh, what you're hopefully optimistic about of the future, maybe the things that we need to tweak now so that that uh, future can happen. Um, let's do it. Should I narrow it more, these questions? Ask a question. Yeah. I don't think you've asked a question. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I basically said, Alex, talk. Yes, yes, I love the church. Uh, <laughs> um, are you trying to change the church? So that's a that's a question we've all been asked yeah, many right. times. So, so I think that I think that while you asked to focus on our tribe, I don't think we can completely do that because I think that the challenges we face are actually common to 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 the Christian church. So let's say in America. Okay. Maybe that's a, a good boundary to, to put our, on ourselves. And I, th- I mean, I think that, the, and we've talked about this for countless hours, the three of us, um, over many years, but I see it this way. I think, that, I think that there's a whole wave of secularism, meaning we don't need God, the, the church is irrelevant. Um, I, was on, I was on a, um, I'll just say it, I was on CNN's website this morning, and they're like, um, half the articles are about like how Christian Christian churches and Christian schools aren't abiding by the COVID um, rules. 
And that may be the fact, but you can just feel this. It's almost, why even put the word, it's just, they love putting the word Christian on there, it feels like. So there's, what's my point is I think there's a whole secular way. And that's outside the house. Mm-hmm. That, that, but inside the house, there's an intruder. And the intruder is uh, fundamentalism, is, 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 a right, is a right-wing, narrow, brittle, wooden Christianity that um, is killing us. And I feel like that what the church faces is we have to deal with this, we have to deal with this narrow, often bigoted, somewhat racist, politically charged. I'm throwing a lot in here, Sam. Wow. Mm. I feel I feel like the, I feel like that the church is dealing with a lot of demons inside. Hmm. And, and 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 they have to be dealt with. But meanwhile, there's a whole army outside of, of a different kind of threat. And mm. so, so you find yourself trying to deal with immediate situation, but you've got this bigger situation outside. So I just unloaded a whole bunch of... No, that's good. That's blah, good. Blah, blah, blah. You're, well, I asked you a blah, blah, blah question, so... You got a blah, blah, um, blah answer. But we got a very well, way better answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so the, the, those are the current challenges we're facing right now these this is anything else you think about when you think about the current challenges we're facing uh organizationally um leadership uh vision yeah well i think that i think that um our particular church is has a tremendous amount of administrative bloat um the data bears that out um you know one one administrative uh FTE for every local person on the ground, one-to-one ratio, give, it's or, not, give it's, or take. It's 1.7, according to the NAD. Yeah. And if you quote it 1.9, they'll yell at you. So. Yeah. So I think, I think there's some structure. <laughs> we, have some, we have some serious structural issues in how we, how we deliver uh, ministry and support churches. Uh, when, you, when you have uh, whatever the number is, 59, 59 uh, local conferences spread ac- around uh, – uh, North America. That's a lot of infrastructure. We talked in the previous podcast about bricks and mortar. That's an awful lot of bricks and mortar. It's a lot of. Well, and I think, I think this crisis has taught us, you know, you can do a whole lot with a cell phone that, yeah. that you don't need a building to do. Yeah. Right. Nobody's got to trim the hedges on a cell phone. <laughs> so I think, yeah. So I think that, I think that there's some structural challenge. I think there's some structural challenges that we have that are, that are, financial, they become financial challenges about, about releasing resources to uh, where ministry is actually happening right. in local places. And yeah. Alex, I want to ask you, I want to ask it to you this way, because it's easy to, it's easy for us to go to that negative and, and outline the problems that we have. We always, I think we, we've done that ad nauseum. And I think, I, don't, I wouldn't say it bores us like it's, you know, sickly exciting to talk about that, but, <laughs> but, but it's also a little boring, right? We all know this. Administrators know this. The church people know this. Everybody knows it. We just, nobody knows what to do. So paint for me a picture because I think you do this so well. Paint for me the picture of the winsome church, the effective mm. and, and, and relevant church that you would like to see. Show me that mosaic. Yeah, and what a great way to ask that question, Tim. And also, so why are you adding to it? Why are you adding to the great way that I asked the question? 
I want him to, as he's painting this beautiful mosaic or assembling it to include theologically. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Where the church should be. Cause I think that's where I love to hear you talk the most, Alex. I, I mean, Tim, I think part of it goes back to what did Jesus create that nobody else was doing in the first century? Mm. And when you, when you look at these little communities that were developing around the Mediterranean rim, say in the first century into the second century, these, the, the, the outsiders saw them as experimentations in, in being social, in community. Mm-hmm. And they looked in and they said, nobody's loving like this. These yeah. people are loving. They looked in and they said, wait a minute, uh, Jew and Gentile, male and f- female, slave and free, no, people who were formerly enemies are now doing community g- together. Nobody's doing community like that. And through, through the, the diaconate, the deacons, mm-hmm. they are strategically caring for all of the poor and the widows and the hungry and those who are suffering. And nobody's doing this. And in fact, the emperor says they're caring not only for their own, but they're caring. They're starting to bleed outside the, their little community and they're caring for the whole the whole, mm-hmm. they're caring, they're caring for everybody. Um, they are, they're practicing forgiveness. They're practicing affection for one another. They're developing social services that end up resulting in the first hospitals that were created, um, yeah. by Christians. Um, and by the way, what's interesting is they do, they do very little evangelism. Hmm. In fact, in fact, um, they, they basically just practice a way of life and allow the natural it's only, and, and then they just allow the natural uh, consequences or attractions of that to happen. So I don't think that there's some great new novel idea, Tim, when you ask my, my winsome view is what kind of communities could we create hmm. that would be that inclusive, but that also would be that strategic at meeting real needs in the community. Um, and then I do think when you look at the beauty of preaching, you know, when Paul, Paul talks about its foolishness, but the power and the centrality of preaching. And again, I keep turning back to what I observe with crosswalk, uh, the, the power and the depth of exploring Jesus Christ. Mm. I mean, that's what the, by the way, that's what theology is for the Christian or should be. It's just the mystery of diving into who Jesus is and and the way he wants us to live and just Mm. being overwhelmed by that. Um, and dwelling so think, in it, right? Dwelling in it, not just, not moving on from that. Not, it's yeah, exi- precisely. Yeah, and just and just living in in that picture. And I think the other thing too is it's not Jesus as a historical figure, but Jesus is alive. Right. No, that's so mm-hmm. good. And Alex, I go back to I go back to the one one of the pivot points in my whole life. I'm I'm gonna have to quote you again. Um, where we were sitting out in a hotel lobby in Atlanta. It wasn't a lobby. It was a hallway out by the elevators. I think it's three o'clock in the morning. We're about to have the, we're about to have the first one project the next day, not knowing who's going to show up, not knowing what, what that journey God is going to take us on. And, and you said, you said it the night before. So I got a preview of what you ended up saying in your talk that first week where you said, you know, there are consequences for us to to be willing to take this stand for us to be willing to have this conversation there are consequences that that we will not only suffer but we will get a chance to live in what we're about to do which is a laser like focus on Jesus 
And that's, I know that transformed, that transformed the way I thought about what we were doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it had, it had some eternal gravity that I'm not sure I had, I think I knew, but I don't think it had been, you know, brought to the forefront of my mind. And that really changed the way that I do ministry. I know in every conversation that I've had with you, we have on some, some way, shape or form circled back around to that. So when you say, let's talk about what the first century is, I think what's amazing is that as we look at COVID and like, I've got a, you know, we've got a pretty significantly large church. When we roll back into it, it's going to, it's not going to be months from now. I mean, it's not going to be two months from now that we're back meeting. It's going to be significantly longer than that because of the restrictions in this. We're now looking at a first century model saying, how can we engage our small communities to do exactly what you said, which I think is what happened in that first century. There's not really a question there. I just thought I'd talk a lot. No, no, that's Tim. That's really, I think that's extremely well said. And I, and that's what, I think that's what the, what the early church, they, they were mesmerized. They were just blown away by Jesus mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. they had seen about life and coming to grips with, and they, and they fought about it too. And they fought against it, you know? Yeah. They're like, I'm not mm-hmm. sure we can include everybody. <laughs> you know, they, they had real wars over that about how far that could go. But yes, yeah, so I guess, I guess that's my dream is, is I, I, I think that the church is, is off the tracks right now because I, I'm not sure that's where the, fo- where the focus is and where the, the game plan is. Tim, I, I think maybe, um, I like what you said, and maybe, uh, Alex, maybe this is where you're taking us. I, I was talking to um, our friends, the Darbys from Australia a couple oh. of days ago, and Leighton was telling me, Leighton Darby was saying that one thing that he's really enjoying and he would like to see more of is how all of us have suddenly begun to live in ways that we should be living and going back to practices like baking more at home, uh, more meals around the table at home, connecting keeping more bees. with our neighbors, keeping, keeping bees, Leighton. Uh, like just making more of life around us. Um, I know Alex, you're planting this spring. I saw your your backyard um, little planting area, and and um, the opportunity for church to also make this turn. Um, maybe is uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't waste this crisis. Uh, we should we should seize up on this opportunity and actually uh, replant the church in the way of the first the first uh, Christians. Um, not, not to say that I don't miss the incredible power of being together in a room with people singing and worshiping and being taught. Um, but, uh, but there's something really beautiful also about this uh, home-based life in this, in this spiritual growth that's happening in my family. I'm really enjoying that too. So can I, can I, can I jump in? Can I push this metaphor a little bit further? Go for it. I think something so beautiful about this, right? The idea of, you know, I I think we've all been planted in some, some pots, right? And when you plant uh, something organic, when you plant a, uh, a flower, when you plant a bush, when you put it into a pot, there's a limited lifespan on that, right? It's either going to break the pot or it's going to kill the plant. And I think what we're being pushed towards is, okay, we got to take it out of the pot. We got to take it out of our bricks and mortar. We got to take it out of the building. We got to plant it in the fields of God. And that's actually an opportunity for 
unregulated growth, right? It can take over. That plant can take over that field as opposed to being bound by the, by the structures that we put them into. Sorry, I just want to play with that metaphor a little bit. It's great. We got to ask him, we got to ask him another question now. Yeah. He has, um, you have, um, teenagers at home. One is not a teenager. No, you have one teenager. One's a teenager and one is, uh, nine years old. Okay. So you're a ways (laughs) off from a house full of teenagers. Uh, but, um, maybe talk a little bit more, maybe just say if, cause we have listeners of all ages. Um, we what kind of, <laughs> we have no <laughs> idea who's listening. <laughs> well, I was thinking in my la- in our last episode that we probably offended our vast listenership in England with a little joke that uh, Alex told, but if you're curious, dear listener, and you did not listen to the last podcast, you'll have to go back and listen to it. Um, the, um, the church that your kids inherit, hmm. um, what, what is your hope for it? What does it look like? Um, yeah. I hope it's a, a safe place for one. And by safe, I don't mean the, the cheap sort of, we don't stand for anything, anything goes, but rather a place that, that's safe for thought, for questions, for inclusion that without exception. So I think first, first of all, I think the church is a community. It's not an idea. So I think it, it, it's got to be back to that idea that Jesus had that got lived out in the early church. I mean, I think it needs to be a place of maximum inclusion. So that's one. I mean, if it's not, if it's not that, I think everything, then, then it's pointless. Mm-hmm. Then it's just, it's not just pointless, then it's destructive. It's hurtful. So I think one is I, I hope that my, my kids will find a church that is, where they can participate in that kind of rich hospitality. I think that that's, I think that's one, but then I think, I think the other thing is a church that, that ties, which you guys do so brilliantly at crosswalk, but that ties deep theological ideas to, to things that actually count, Hmm. which is about meaning and purpose and invites people to, to participate in, in that, in that meaning. And in that purpose, I mean, I, I think that Jesus does this in Matthew five, where he, the, the Beatitudes are like, and blessed are you and blessed are you and blessed. Are, well, we're all invited. Mm-hmm. The poor in spirit, those that are hungering and thirsting, the depressed, the demoralized. Okay. Everyone's blessed. Everybody, everybody gets to be a part. That's how he starts a sermon. And then you're the salt, you're the light. So now we're going to do something meaningful. And I love that the way that Jesus does that. So I think it's the beginning, it's the beginning of, the Sermon on the Mount, as, as Matthew records it there. So it's maximum inclusion. I want them to have a space and to be people who participate in giving space. And then I think just something that's deeply meaningful in the way of Jesus. Um, mm. I mean, I, I mean, I, th- th- those are the two ingredients for, for, for me. Yeah. I think that they're what I'm looking for. They're what I'm looking for in a church. Yeah, um, yeah. No, that's beautiful. You know, what we, what we get to gift our kids with, um, is either, you know, it's either the, the rocks they carry or the diamonds they carry. And, um, you know, it's the basic same material, but it, it's pressed into something so significantly different. And, um, 
you know, I look at, I look at the institution and realize, realize that an institution is always going to have to be about boundaries. Right. But you look at, you look at the, the organism and that's just about growth. That's just about inclusion. That's just about, you know, health, which is so different. It's such a different model in some respects. And, um, Mm. you know, I love Alex. You, I'm quoting you a ton. Just you've had a pretty significant impact in my life over the last ten years. And I remember one thing you said when you said, "I want to make sure that my invitation list to heaven is not shorter than God's." <laughs> I don't know if you remember saying that or not. I don't remember saying that. Oh, then I said it. It was I'm quoting. Me. <laughs> um, no, you said it one time, and I thought, man, that's so good. That's so good because. You know, we always talk about God judges and he judges in different situations, you know, with, with a different metric than we have. And then all of a sudden you, you just lay this out. Like, I'm going to make sure that, that my invitation list is not shorter than God's. And man, that opens things up, right. For communities of belonging, all of a sudden that, that changes everything. And, um, hmm. you're very good at short pithy statements that stay in my head. <laughs> um, but, but what I appreciate about you, Alex, is that that you have found in your life and ministry that it is not just in a pulpit where you do this because you step into a boardroom, you step into, you know, a clinical situation, all those different things that you do as God has moved you from, from the pulpit into administration and education into, um, into administration again, if you will, and, and ministry in healthcare and in the corporate world and in the marketplace, if you will, you've been able to carry that ethos and, and really show that that ministry transcends that Jesus transcends. And that's in some ways what we're talking about when we say, you know, Hey, no brick and mortar, because the gospel is not something that is ever going to be housed in a book or in a building. It's always going to be housed in the heart of those people who follow him. Yeah, I think, I don't think I do. Thank you for the compliment, Tim. I don't think I do it that well. But I think one thing that strikes me, sort of being a layman, if you will, now working, it is, it, it strikes me that if, if as pastors, we don't help people understand that wherever they're investing those 40, 50, 60 hours a week, if they don't understand that that's church mm-hmm. and then that's holy ground and how to function in that world in an appropriate, significant way, then we've missed it. And I think, you know, too often we're like, get involved in the church and we're like, okay, hand out brochures mm-hmm. at the, at the front door, get involved in church could be come up with a game plan to be a huge blessing where you work all week. So instead of recruiting more people, you know, when we, in, in the Adventist tradition, what it's called the nominating committee, it's <laughs> nominated things that you're going to do at church. And we mean like from nine 30 to 12 Oh five on Saturday morning into the afternoon. Like that's what we mean. Right. Mm. What if we, what if we instead had nominating committee and it was about thinking about all of the ways that you can minister again for 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week, including, I think we've done a real disservice to stay at home parents, Mm -hmm. moms or dads, Mm -hmm. and not, and not said to them, don't do anything at the church. You got to just focus completely on raising these little ones. And there needs to be a thought behind that. And then as you connect with other stay at home parents in your neighborhood, how can you think that through that, that Tim, to me, that's part of the, the metaphor you had, which is we've given people a very limited pot to grow in put your seed in here and then you'll be doing God's. But what about all this? 
And we've had very little, and I think we've had very little to say about it. In part, it's because, man, as pastors, we want people busy where we're working because it makes us feel better. <laughs> you know, For sure. I want people busy in my, but, but what, it, but, but how much, how exciting is it to understand that, that the church is everywhere? Yeah. And whether you're in a law office or you work at a grocery store or you're, you know, or you drive a truck, wherever that truck goes, what does it mean to be church and to be gospel in that setting? And I don't think that's just a throwaway line that we say. I don't, I don't think that we've done a good job at crossing that bridge thoroughly to really people help people. And then I think folks feel guilty. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I just need to be, I need to spend more time at the church. And, and the church becomes that brick, you know, becomes the, that limited space. Mm, right. mm. I, I, no, go ahead. No, 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 go, go, go. Well, I was just going to give, um, not just because Alex is my boss. I wanted, I wanted to say something about you. You said, Tim, earlier that I've actually seen Alex doing, doing that kind of spiritual leadership with um, a lot of executives in our, in our world and doing it so well, Alex, so much so that some of them have actually um, done the same work you're doing. It's almost like you're mentoring them in being a spiritual leader in their own context. Um, and I think that's really good. One of the good things, one of the things that I'm seeing is that people are, as you said, Tim, since we're playing with metaphors, are that maybe have been carrying around um, rocks instead of diamonds. You You can almost see them putting the rocks down and, and actually talking about the diamonds that they, they hold. I've seen that transformation just in the, in my short time working around in this, in this context. So it's possible we can have that influence and that effect everywhere we are. Yeah. And, and, you know, those conversations are just life-giving much like this, this conversation and our conversations are life-giving. I, I wish for, I wish for everyone to have a group of people around them that they're constantly texting and constantly engaging in conversations and sending stupid memes that are ridiculous. <laughs> and, and all that is, all that is it, is it because life is gospel and gospel is life. And I think that, um, I know that the friendships that we have have always have always given us that kind of life and that kind of, um, excitement. And it's just a, it's just a blessing and opportunity to share with everyone. So Alex, thank you for being here with us. I know you guys both have, um, work you got to do and jobs you got to go to. And, um, Sam is really stressing out that he might be to the first meeting late because I think he thinks you're going to be there too. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're going to wrap this up, but listen, you guys, thank you for coming. Alex, again, thank you so much. Appreciate you and your time. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Sam. Um, thanks for showing up. Appreciate it. You know, always, always here for you, Tim. Always here. You're not, you're not always there. There's sometimes I call you and you're not there at all because <laughs> you're doing your other job, but no, thank you guys. Uh, just appreciate it. Thank you, dear listener. Cause I don't even know that we said that this time. So we got to stick that in there. Thank you, dear listener for listening. Um, this is Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim with Alex Bryan today on today's presence podcast, hit us up podcast at crosswalkvillage.com. Uh, like and share and all that good stuff. Thank you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you again soon.